welcome to episode nine of Because I've Lost Control of My Life, the podcast that will give each and every man, woman, and child on Earth that listens to it anyway, nightmares about a show about talking babies. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Matthew, and here's my good buddy, Adam. What's up, man? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Let's talk about nightmares. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're going to have to call Dr. Lepetamine. To analyze our nightmares. You remember my uh, my ET nightmare? <laughs> I remember <laughs> that you had it. What was it again for the, all of our so, delightful viewers out there? So um, every once in a while, like once a year or so, I uh, I <laughs> experienced sleep paralysis, and uh, <laughs> so I had a very special sleep uh, sleep paralysis dream. <laughs> I was having a dream where. I was hanging out with like the Grim Reaper, who was very <laughs> tall, slender man, like wearing like a leather suit in like a black leather Santa sleigh. <laughs> and he was going around from house to house doing his Grim Reaping. And I was just kind of <laughs> hanging out in the sleigh. And I was like, cool with that. I wasn't like <laughs> scared yeah. or anything. Yeah. And then uh, all, of my, all of a sudden I was like, it would be really messed up if E.T. was sitting next to me. <laughs> And so <laughs> I, ha I have a little bit of a phobia of E.T. Uh, it's a good thing that he's not real. <laughs> I, uh, I turn in my dream and look at the seat next to me in the sleigh. And sure enough, E.T. is there and he looks at me and he starts screaming. <laughs> I wake up instantly and uh, I had been watching like tv on my laptop late at night and i fell asleep with it on a, a stand next to my bed and <laughs> my laptop was in my field of view i can't move i've got sleep paralysis <laughs> and uh <laughs> the computer starts morphing into et's face screaming at me <laughs> as i'm waking up <laughs> oh my god panicking for like i don't know it feels like so long but it's probably like 10 seconds and i'm gonna assume it's the yeah, like when when elliot comes on <laughs> comes upon him in the uh, cornfield <laughs> i'm totally including that in the edit of this episode <laughs> Uh, I've never had any nightmares about E.T., but when I was little, I used to have dreams about the Crypt Keeper. Not like nightmares, but like I had dreams that we would like hang out and play cards with my grandma. Like <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like me and the Grim Reaper just hanging out. Yeah. E.T. ruined it. <laughs> this, it's, imagine uh, imagine it, if that was a dream getting all of it like you have you're going to have that. <laughs> you're going to have a dream tonight where it's you, me, my grandma, E.T. or not E.T., the Grim Reaper and the Crypt Keeper all playing cards, and then E.T.'s face appears in the window and starts screaming <laughs> and drinking beer. <laughs> so what the hell did we watch for this week? So we watched uh, Candy Bar Creep Show and Monster in the Garage, two horror-themed episodes, which is why <laughs> we talked about our nightmares. Yes, although mine wasn't a nightmare. I've always wanted to hang out with the Crypt Keeper. A good dream about a scary man. <laughs> I think when I was little, I always thought he was, like, friendly. <laughs> Here, half a foot. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Crypty. 
I remember when I was little, uh, you know, he always says, hello, kitties. When I was little, I always wondered why the Crypt Keeper, Santa Claus, and like at any event when people would say kitties, I was like, why do why do adults always call little kids cat, cats? Like, why do they think we're cats? Why do they call us kitties? Like, it's not kitties, not kiddies. Yeah. Kids are stupid. <laughs> kids are dumb. <laughs> Mr. Banana Moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first segment, Candy Bar Creep Show. So this uh, episode was written by Tom Abrams and David Howard, and they both also wrote Touchdown Tommy, and uh, but David Howard went on to write a bunch of German stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So the Rugrats fall prey to child-oriented advertising after <laughs> Angelica reenacts a commercial for Reptar bars. Now the babies don't care whose Halloween they have to ruin to get their little crutches on those green oozing chocolate bars. <laughs> so I googled uh, after watching this episode Reptar bars because you would think that they were a thing. And they were selling Reptar bars at FYE. Which in most places is not even a thing anymore. But as I Google tonight, I found out that it actually is still a thing. And they are not shaped like Reptar, but they're like kind of just like a, like a, a Hershey's bar, like with like four squares and you break it off and there's goo inside. And they also have ones with blue goo, but blue uh, goo, blue goo. <laughs> ruining the <laughs> ruining the green goo aesthetic of Reptar bars. But Reptar uh, comes in purple and green. Yeah, exactly. What are they even thinking? But <laughs> but the last that I saw that they had them was 2018. So any listeners out there, if you want to do uh, a, a solid for us for this, our 10th episode, our very first double digit episode. Uh, <laughs> if you want to if you want to hunt down some old Reptar bars, <laughs> we'll eat send them us, on the show and probably get sick. But it might be funny. Yeah. Send us your expired candy. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are people that like on youtube that do that that's like their thing they find like old candy bars expired candy bars and like taste them like there was a bar in like the 70s or the 80s maybe the, i can't remember but it was the reggie bar it was like for reggie jackson and like someone found a whole box of them and like opened one up and it was like white like when chocolate gets old it becomes white <laughs> and like, and he's, he like he like ate it and he's like that's drunk. not good <laughs> no shit it's fucking rotten but so, yeah, if you want to send us old rotting Reptar bars, please do. I will eat one. <laughs> let's let's go to that uh, warehouse in Cleveland with the uh, Twinkie syrup in the pipes <laughs> and the bookstore. <laughs> Zubel books, Zubel books. That's uh, if you're not familiar with that in Cleveland, Ohio, it's this warehouse that's just like a giant book repository. But it used to be a Twinkie factory. And there are literally like pipes that still have the filling. And we found out about this from the Anthony Bourdain episode uh, in Cleveland. And apparently n no bugs ever went to it, which <laughs> uh, like after the the it, the, uh, the facility's been shut down for like however many decades and like bugs or roaches never touched it and humans can still eat it. And the only other animal that would touch it are dogs. <laughs> <laughs> We're the most disgusting animals. But <laughs> Uh, anyway, Candy Bar Creep Show, um, the first of two great hor horror themed episodes of Rugrats. Oh, man, the music in this episode is so good. That music creeped me out so much as a kid. <laughs> I don't know that it ever creeped me out, but it, it's it, it's perfect it, 
Halloween music. It definitely gave me the Halloween feeling, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And combined with the visuals in the intro, like cutting the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah, I, I love that. And uh, you see from the inside of the jack-o'-lantern, yeah. Dee carving it in Tommy's face. <laughs> see? He's got a face just like yours. <gasps> <laughs> I love when Tommy says ooh. Like, ooh. <laughs> like yeah, Tommy doesn't have wonder for the world anymore. He knows too many things. <laughs> and that's why the show's bad. <laughs> hey, we haven't seen the, the new one yet. It might not we suck. Seen any, we haven't seen anything <laughs> bad yet. <laughs> yeah, that that's, yes, that's the thing. As, as far as, like, our watch through again of the first season, nothing bad. I mean, I've watched all of two and three. The episodes most people remember are from like two and three and they're good episodes, but it's been really nice to go back to season one and just be like, oh, man. Yeah, this is definitely like this appeals to me way more as an adult. Yeah, for whatever reason, just aesthetically, the <laughs> stories, the the rough around the edges ness <laughs> of the whole thing, the lumps, the, l- the lumpy the babies, lumps, the, uh, off model characters. Yeah. <laughs> Barney at the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy in this episode uh, in particular is very unsettling. He gets all kinds of weird looks on his face. You know what? Actually, I was just thinking back to the mama trauma episode. There's a look on his face uh, that he makes in this episode when he says to Chucky, everything's different and his eyes get all like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, he does that same look in mama trauma. Like whenever they finally acknowledge, like when he's finally gotten back to the psychiatrist. He, like, looks over his shoulder and smiles. He has that same, like, demonic baby look in his eyes. (laughs) Tommy is actually Rosemary's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dee Dee is actually short for Rosemary. (laughs) And Stu is just the schlub that's taking the, like, raising the kid for the devil. (laughs) (laughs) So just some serial killer they found. If Rugrats lore is to believe. Rugrats. Can you imagine if somebody like came into the show like the 10th episode in and they <laughs> and they hear us talking about Stu being a serial killer <laughs> like it's part of the show. We got to keep the, these things separate. Yeah. <laughs> Rugrats is great. Stu is great. He's not a serial killer until in between the episodes. <laughs> Unless uh, Rug Rascals is to be believed as we talked about last talked about last episode. But oh, that was that was something horrible and stupid <laughs> and something and amazing. But anyway, uh, gr- what a great haunted house. If I owned a house and like had kids, I would so love to make a haunted house like that. Just a little tent in the backyard. Yeah, with grape eyeballs, spaghetti worms. <laughs> the babies this episode know what worms are. They yeah. still think they still confuse them with spaghetti noodle. Yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't learned to distinguish worms or spaghetti, spaghetti or worms. Yeah, <laughs> I like when Angelica comes in and she's crowing about the uh, reptar bar. I get a reptar bar and you don't. Don't you guys eat candy or watch TV or do anything you're supposed to? And it comes to, sh- to a shot of all four of them. Tommy doing his shit eating grin. Chucky looking confused and Phil and Lil with their little squiggly line mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Just They're staring very, back. Very squiggly this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so then she goes and into that- her her uh, her song about reptar bars. And I got to wonder, did she see this on TV or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking she 
stole this verbatim from a TV commercial. A Raptor bar's chocolate and nuts and caramel and green stuff and, and, and swirled and stirred and rippled and beaten and sweetened and sweetened till you can't stop eating. The superest, the duperest, the double chocolate scooperest, the meanest, the best, it's better than the rest. Raptor bar, Raptor bar, the candy bar supreme, the candy bar that changes your time. Maybe the dance is her own. Did you notice something I noticed that she walks away after the song to go trick or treating? It always looks like in the I think just the first season that Angelica always looks like she's wearing a diaper. Yeah. Later, they change the color of that like it's tights or something. It's kind of like over her tights. So I think it's just like underwear over her tights, but it looks like a diaper. Yeah. So they they noticed the adults carrying bowls full of reptar bars out to uh, the tent outside. Yeah. And uh, they try to figure out how they're going to get these reptar bars. And they notice uh, some big kids, bigger and scarier than Angelica, go into that place. Before they identify them as big kids, I think <laughs> it's Chucky that goes, What are those? But yeah, so the big kids come running out of the tent, screaming, carrying reptar bars. And the babies, <laughs> the babies think... Uh, if they scream, they'll get reptar bars. And Chucky has perhaps the best line in the entire episode when he says, I don't know, Tommy. I scream all the time and all I ever get is a bottle or a diaper. <laughs> in a way, like his inflection. <laughs> he's like screaming at like all of his perceived monsters around his room. And he's like, the diaper isn't going to help me. <laughs> Chucky's an expert on screaming. <laughs> So, uh, of course, Tommy convinces them all that they need to scream because they need those reptar bars. They do the screaming and the adults come running in. Oh, shoo. The fricker fritters must have scared them. And uh, they're like, oh, this is much too scary for the babies and just kind of close the curtains on them. Oh, we didn't mention the uh, the grown-ups getting dressed or what they are dressed up as. Drew, of course, is a gorilla. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Pop has a monster mask, which I'll come back to in a moment. Stu has a Frankenstein, complete with a Frankenstein flat top. And Dee Dee is like the bride of Dracula. Um, and when yeah. she puts her teeth in, there's a great shot where the baby see and they all like rush over to look. The way they like shuffle over and like look up, I love that shot or that animation. <laughs> They're like, "What the heck? like?" It's like when Grandpa took out his teeth. Yeah, exactly. Grandpa, like the Grandpa's teeth. They're like, "This is a new thing." One one episode <laughs> they take the I teeth out, thing? another one they put their teeth in different teeth. And I, I like how uh, <laughs> Stu like makes the same noise he makes in real or robots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy and Chucky have flashbacks about robots too. <laughs> what I was gonna say, uh, Lou has that the disgusting mask. When I was little, like really little, like two, three, maybe four, at one house we lived at for not too, I don't know how, a couple of years. My uh, my dad had a mask like that, or he had a couple masks like that. And I remember around Halloween, I was sitting in his in his lap, and he had all these masks, and I di- I remember I didn't want to be near them. And like there was I was like sitting to one like to the let's say like beside his right leg and the mask sort of the left of his leg. And I was like 
kicking them vaguely, like to make sure they were away from me. And my dad put the one on and went, and I'm like screaming beside him. And then he took it off and then put the other one on and did it again. And then I was just sitting there, like, trying to stay in the chair close to my dad, but also kick the masks away from me. <laughs> Did you try to kick him in the head while he wore the mask? <laughs> no, but that's actually a really funny story. Uh, another story with my dad in that house. I think we had just watched Karate Kid or something like that. And he's just being a dad. He's like, come on, I'm going to teach you karate. And he gets down like really low, like he's coming towards me. And I kicked like straight up into his jaw, like a little, like perfectly as a little kid. Like my leg went straight up. And he's like, oh, and I think he may have bled. <laughs> so, yeah, don't mess with uh, three-year-old karate kids. They'll kick you in the mouth. They're so flexible. <laughs> yeah, I apparently was. Yeah, uh, reach anything. Well, my dad was that low or I could kick that high. I was a very tall three-year-old. <laughs> but anyway, back to the baby show. Not the one about me as a baby. So, uh, yeah, I guess they just screamed and the curtains were closed on yes. them. So now uh, <laughs> they realize that they have to scream inside the tent to get their candy. I, I, there's like a great little moment of there where Tommy's like racking his brain like, fuck, I know screaming was the trick, <laughs> but it's not here. That didn't work. They're screaming in there. <laughs> we gotta scream in there for the reptar bars. <laughs> so they does it. Sh I don't remember. Does it show them use a screwdriver to get out or do they just get out? I think they're just out. So, yeah, they get out and there's one of two great moments with Spike in this episode where he just kind of like opens his eyes to look at them and then like yawns and goes back to sleep. Yeah, Tommy shushes him too. Like, he's kinda... <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may have I been taking it. notes. I, I watched it like uh, shortly before we started recording and that was the first time I ever realized that Tommy just shushed him because it just seemed so natural. Yeah, I never saw mm -hmm. that. You know, upon editing these episodes, we've talked about the Foley a bunch of times, but in this first season, it just feels everything feels so real. I know. I I I think like the sound effects are like mixed louder, and that kind of like uh definitely I don't know. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, like even even just like room tone, which is like literally just putting a microphone in a room to get like the sound of a room, like the hum that you would hear, or like the vents or whatever natural sounds are going on, or like if you put a mic out in like uh, a park. You hear like birds and the wind and whatever else. It just feels so natural. But I think you might be right. I think that's uh, they either paid more attention to it or it's just higher in the mix. So, yeah, they I, I love that they get into the haunted house and uh, <laughs> they uh, initially the, the grownups don't want the babies to go into the into the haunted house because they think Dee Dee specifically says the babies will have nightmares for years and they get in there and Tommy's like, see, Chucky, this isn't scary. <laughs> Chucky's like, well, it is a little scary. And I feel like he's trying to convince himself. <laughs> yeah that it's actually scary yeah like he's 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 like worked himself up into like believing that this is going to be the scary thing like all of their other adventures where they're almost mauled by giant dogs <laughs> like when you're going to see a movie you're really excited to see it, and for like half of it you're trying to tell yourself oh i like this oh, <laughs> this is okay so what are some yeah. movies that we've seen like that together i can think of two right now yeah, Resident Evil and Dumb and Dumberer. 
<laughs> At least Resident Evil wasn't the worst thing ever. I, I, I barely remember it. I don't either. Point. I'm not saying it was good, but the worst no. thing ever is Dumb and Dumberer. That was like, I, I think we were both like visibly angry when we left the theater. I bet you that one was like all my fault. I'm like, Dumb and Dumber is so good. Yeah. You know, this one's going to be so good. I probably <laughs> talked it up for <laughs> Uh, I know yeah. we we were both pretty excited about it in retrospect yeah. just the image of them as the young Harry and Lloyd I I it looks terrible but <laughs> I yeah, digress we, we definitely learned some skills to uh, <laughs> you know not go to things uh, we can identify something that's bad usually quicker yes <laughs> then we then we could then we're jaded we... mid 30s people yeah <laughs> And I'm 35 now, so I'm even more jaded. You're even more mid. <laughs> <laughs> Extra mid. <laughs> there's a t-shirt. Extra mid. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's no fear at all. And there's something I just noticed for the first time here. Like, Tommy is, like, reaching for the bats hanging that have, like, the fan. And it's just really, yeah, really adorable. Uh, like, I, I, it's just like, <laughs> hey, bats! Like a cat would. Yeah, and, like, he's, he, he gets into the, uh, the grape eyeballs and is tossing them and, like... Phil and Lil, of course. Yeah, they're exploding. Phil and Lil. Because, of course, because they're disgusting. What does Chucky do? Chucky is, like, making himself nauseous in the mirror. Oh, yeah. The The funhouse mirror. And then he gets caught in a rope. (laughs) Yeah, when the uh, other kids come. Or Angelica and the other kids. Mine's not scary, Aunt Dee Dee. I'm a little angel. I I love when she spills the eyeballs on her like the grape <laughs> eyeballs and I, I always that uh her line the delivery of it always stood out to me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree that's that's great delivery uh but <laughs> they come in and uh they everyone hides phil and lil behind the mirrors but there's another mirror behind them and it's the funhouse mirrors so they look distorted with the worms quote unquote on their head Chucky is tied to the, or stuck in a rope that's shaking his skeleton. <laughs> Chucky fell out. It's screaming time. <laughs> and then they they uh they terrify a bunch of children. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Lou walks in. What's all the ruckus? Trips on the grapes and the mask lands perfectly on Chucky <laughs> that he uh, he was wearing earlier. Yeah, he gets so scared he breaks out two new. <laughs> yeah, we got one. And you can see his little beady eyes above his glasses. You don't see that very often. Yeah. So, yeah, eventually everybody goes running, screaming in fear out of there, except for the babies that everyone is so carefully protected from from this this den of inequity, uh, <laughs> this den of evil. And the babies are all excited. They see the reptar bars uh, and they gather everything up and walk back into the house. And another shot that I absolutely love, along with the music, is them, yep. yes, walking by Spike, carrying the bags of candy. And the music is just that one, like, little... Like a music box. Yeah. It's just so simple and just so perfect for the imagery and the scene. And and the Foley work of them dragging the bags. Yes. 
Like Tommy's got one bag. Chucky's got like one of those little pumpkin little pails. Phil and Lil are dual carrying a giant bag. Uh, <laughs> a thing we neglected to mention, which is like one of the funnier things in the episode, is when uh, Lou tells Dee Dee and Drew and Lou or and Stu. Uh, <laughs> a spud me and my brother sparky used to go trick-or-treating door to door of course in those days it was 15 miles to the next house and those were real tricks and real ghosts mind you real ghosts pop and me and sparky weren't scared of nothing what was that this generation is just too lazy for ghosts (laughs) (laughs) you know i I'm getting ahead. In the next episode, Lou talks about his dog, Chester. And in this episode, he talks about his brother, Sparky. I'd like to think that he gets their names mixed up. <laughs> like, he's just out with his dog and he thinks it's his brother. Or his memory is that his dog is his brother. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, the babies get inside. They get to try Reptar bars, turn their tongues green. Obviously love the taste. And outside, uh, everyone's terrified. <laughs> Grandpa and Angelica are comforting each other, and the brave heroes, Stu and Drew, are trying to decide who's going to go in. Too afraid to go into a tent in their own backyard. (laughs) that they built. I don't remember (laughs) building any zombies. It was two zombies, I tell you. Snake-haired zombies, shrinking something horrible. It scared me too, darling. (laughs) There was a ghost, Daddy. A horrible, terrible ghost that wrecked my halo and scared me. Scared me too, darling. And that's the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What what a perfect Halloween special. And it's only I mean, half if, of it. If you aren't watching this show like along with you know our episodes or like you know watching it at all, maybe watch this one because the music like we can put little clips of it and stuff yeah. in the episode, but the atmosphere, overall atmosphere of this episode, it's pretty good. Like in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of stuff actually happens in this episode. But no, I have hardly any notes about it, but it's just it's so fun. And it's it's a testament to we we crow about Mark Mothersbaugh constantly, but and like his weirdness and his weird instruments. But it's a testament to his skill as a musician that. This episode just feels like Halloween, like everything yeah. about it. Like, I, I just feel like I'm a little kid going trick or treating. And I think they even messed with the color palette. I think everything's slightly more orange. I mean, that would make sense. Great episode, uh, as expected, as we all know, because it's season one. Do you have any fun stories or anything before we move on to our second segment of the night? Okay. So, oh no! By the way, I, I need to say that I said that uh, our listeners out there, you can't see this, but he got a big grin on his face. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, there was a time uh, where, due to circumstances, Matthew and I ended up roping, uh, roped along with a anti-smoking group. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the circumstances of it, but. <laughs> We were there and uh, it was an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea of what they were going to do for their uh, little anti-smoking thing. They were going to paint on a on a convenience store. And uh, 
I feel like they started like pressuring me because they didn't know me and they were like wanted me to participate and they kept like going like oh you got any ideas come on you have to have some ideas you do it so, loser so I came up tried to come up with the stupidest thing I could think of <laughs> and I was like then they'll leave me alone and I was like uh well toilets have a lot of chemicals and and you you and cigarettes also have a lot of chemicals and uh, <laughs> you wouldn't smoke toilet chemicals <laughs> and uh, jump ahead 10 minutes and we're all painting a toilet on the side of a convenience store window. <laughs> I actually forgot all about that until just now. That was a fun day. I I have pictures somewhere. And if I find them, there's one in particular I would love to post on our Twitter we ate at a restaurant uh, called King's, and uh, there's a picture of Adam and I running through the parking lot with uh, napkins, like completely unfolded, so they were at our at their thinnest, and we had them on our face. Like the force of us running pressed them on our face. You could kind of see the <laughs> details where this is like white faces, like with, and it's coming in our mouths, and I can't describe enough how fucking funny this image is. But uh, if I find that, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Two weirdos running through a parking lot with napkins on their face. And I want to uh, emphasize the point that we're nerds, but we're yeah. not big enough nerds that we were into the, like this anti-smoking group. We just kind of got roped along. Well, the other than the fact that of, of uh, high school ex-girlfriend dragging me into it, something that I... Uh, that made me want to do it is that when we went and did these things, we got gift certificates for the mall. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, it wasn't very much. It was like $10 gift certificates, depending on how long that you uh, helped out the organization. I don't think I, I got one, but I mean, you got to paint a toilet on a convenience store. Yeah. <laughs> and I completely forgot about that. And isn't that the experience uh, <laughs> that matters? Yeah, the real the real thing was the fun we had along the way. You go in there and I'll get the flashlight. Why me? Why do I have to go in there alone? I want my race car bar! Okay, so the second segment that we watched for this episode of the show is Monsters in the Garage. Or Monster in the Garage. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I wrote in my note Monter in the Garage. <laughs> monitor that reminds me uh when i uh another story about working in a restaurant when uh back in the dish pit my uh my manager posted a, a sign that said at x time every day or something the trash must be taken to the dumpster and then have those specific instructions but he wrote dumpster instead of dumpster and like the entire thing was like riddled with like gra grammatical and like spelling errors and like the other dishwasher and i went through and like corrected everything and like the next day we went back and the manager had taken it down and never put it back up <laughs> <laughs> and we said like i think we asked him like every day like do you want us to take anything else to the dumpster <laughs> he was a manager he deserved it <laughs> <laughs> exploiting us Anyway, Monter in the Garage. Oh my god, where the fuck did you get that? I actually had this uh, when I was a kid. Uh, this isn't the same copy. I just found it online like a week or two ago. Please explain to 
please explain to our uh, listeners what the hell you just showed the camera to me. This is fucking awesome. A children's book detailing the events of the episode Monster in the Garage. So awesome. It is a, it is a uh, very dispassionate <laughs> summary of, of <laughs> the key scenes of the episode. So uh, later on, I might compare what we talk about with what happens in this book. They actually also have a, a book for at the movies, which I didn't have. Oh, nice. And I still don't have. Nice. Any listeners out there want to buy us children's books? What I really want to find is I, I, I don't I doubt it even exists, but like a, a CD with like unedited versions of the music. From yes. The original. There's I, there's nothing like that even on YouTube. There is no unedited Rugrats Mark Mothersbaugh music like that I'm aware of. I don't know that it was ever released. You would think somebody somewhere if they had it would have put it on YouTube or somewhere. But Nickelodeon, I will pay money for this. <laughs> like. Real money. <laughs> we'll buy a CD. I'll buy 10 CDs. <laughs> Not necessarily all the Not same one, but... Oh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we can give them out as prizes or something. I don't yeah, know. there you go. Do you listening, Nickelodeon? Oh. We'll do a prize thing on this show. That would actually be really fun in the future. So, um... Give away our used socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monster in the Garage, written by Peter Gaffney, who wrote 19 Rugrats episodes. Oh, wow. But as far as the first season goes... He wrote Reptar's Revenge also. Looking forward to doing that one. Yeah, just quick, quick teaser for that. I think neither one of us really remembered that was an episode. And it's a uh, long story short, it's a good one. Something is going on at the Pickles residence. Mysterious messes not caused by the babies. The grownups <laughs> blame Spike, but Tommy knows he's innocent. After Grandpa Boris tells them a story of the evil Dybbuk. Tommy is convinced the messes are caused by a monster. With their clobbermeisters in hand, the gang is ready to smash the beast and clear Spike's name. <laughs> I want a clubbermeister. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Peep Show, whenever uh, Superhands gave Mark his crack and he said, whatever you do, don't give this crack back to me. <laughs> and then like at the end of the episode, he just comes by with a big piece of wood and he goes, crack. Mark just throws it into his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about that. I need to watch the last episode of that, or last episode of that, last season of that still, that came, didn't that come out just a couple years ago? Yeah, it was a few years. It's pretty good. I I think it, it, it was better than the a few of the previous seasons. Like, Peep Show never got, like, really bad or anything, but yeah. the last season was better. But uh, another another great open to this episode the music and the visuals that like the military like the snare drum like military style and uh like a sense of mystery as tommy and chucky are exploring and saying things like uh sure is dark are we lost no i can see the light it's just a little bit further <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd never get out. And they're literally literally crawling under the rugs right now, yeah. living up to their name. <laughs> and I love that Tommy gets out and Spike immediately needs to lick him. It's a very cute yeah. scene. And then, of course, we hear the first crash of the episode. <laughs> but they all go and look in the garage and like the the shelving has fallen there's paint spilled everywhere 
And I love Stu's fucking initial explanation is that it's like uh maybe it's a shift in the earth's gravitational field you know a natural phenomenon and then pop goes thanks for a mobulus my foot it's hoodlums that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> and then Dee's just like i thought those shelvings their shells were loose <laughs> I, I really hope that he's not a hippie in the new show <laughs> I mean, I if if he was, he w- we would never. If he if he'd been a hippie the whole time, we never would have gotten dad burned Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> Dee Dee's and like her green mud mask, which a few of the stills from that are pretty hilarious. Yeah, they, yeah, they're arguing about <laughs> what it is, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, it's Spike who was shut out of the garage and is behind us." He's like happy to see them, and then they're like, "Spike." And then I have in my notes here, one of the things we say about the parents all the time is that they're very negligent. I have the note written negligent and dumb parents. (laughs) They're extra, they're extra dumb in this episode. Yes. Especially like (laughs) later on. Yeah. There's an even dumber part, but um, teleporting spike. (laughs) This is in the, uh, (laughs) this is where it comes in. We kept critters outside where they belong. Why, my dog Chester used to sleep inside a rotted old tree stump day or night, rain or snow. Could be 15 below zero. Didn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah, later in the uh, next up, um, all the adults are uh, going to go bowling, and Spike has to sit outside. And uh, <clears throat> Boris and Minka are watching the kids, and this is where uh, Boris is such a great storyteller. I want to point out a little thing that I noticed that I don't think I would have ever if I even noticed it as a kid. I don't think I would have picked up the significance of it. But uh, (laughs) when Boris is telling the story, Minka's going around and like cleaning Dee Dee's house like she doesn't clean it well enough, (laughs) which is definitely like a not a phobia but like a, a thing that people have about like their parents coming to their house and like not thinking they're clean enough yeah i want to say there's a joke about that in a later episode with a different yeah, character a less subtle version yes the joke yes um but yeah they say uh they're, they're uh all the grown-ups are going bowling and <laughs> i love the boris says make many spare tires but yeah the next day the the, the story has stuck with them and Chucky in particular, of course, makes mention that it's a it's a scary it was a scary story. Yeah. And like as he's telling it, uh, I know Chucky like grabs on to Tommy and is like embracing him, shaking like, his head. <laughs> Let it be over. <laughs> There's a point where Tommy just kind of looks at him. <laughs> yeah. I, I love a shot too. like you have uh, Boris, this this wise old man, like sitting with these little children and they're all sitting on little pillows and like a little semicircle. Great visual, yeah. and I wish I had a grandpa that told stories. Do you think Boris is where Tommy gets his head shaped from? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if, in all grown up, he uh, he had Boris's head shape. <laughs> he was just an old man. All their other yeah. babies were teenagers. Yeah, he just became an old man right away. And, uh, um, we hear about the the Dibbick. It was the sound of the terrible Dibbick. They don't know what that Dibbick is. Uh. It's like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, a monster. Only bigger. <laughs> 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 and little uh, 
Kyan Pipic, I think. This is another another case where I never knew what he was actually saying until like looking at the subtitles. It's like Kyan Pipic or something. I assume it's some folk story of some kind. Yeah, I was thinking it was Hiram, but I didn't have subtitles. I think it's Kyan Pipic. Like one word. It sounds like it's two like a first name and a last name, but it's one one name. Um at least as far as the subtitles go, which can be very wrong. So they learn about the Dybbuk, they learn about uh, the Clubbermeister from the wise Grandpa Boris. Back to what I said the next day there, uh, Chucky mentions that it's uh, quite a scary story. And it happens again. Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, this time with Monster Vision. Yes, and the music. From a first-person monster perspective, that music is so fucking perfect. And everything's pink. Is it pink? Kind of like moving forward and uh, starts... I thought it was tilting. I thought it was red, but then again, I'm partial. I'm partially red green colorblind, so it looked red to me. I don't know. I'd even argue that it's kind of purplish. Okay, it's like a hot pink. It's a monster eye color. Yeah, it's like (laughs) color of like an albino rat's eyes. Yeah, yeah, that makes (laughs) that that's perfect. I tell you, there's a conspiracy, (laughs) Didi. Yeah, then they go outside. And they yell at him when he's chained. tied up. He's... Dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> the babies are smarter than them this episode. Yeah, but like he couldn't have done it. And Tommy was like enraged, like especially the second time. He's like just so fucking angry that they're blaming it on Spike. Not that I blame him. Like I love me some animals. So yeah, he his sense of justice is uh, yeah not fulfilled. He does not. Uh, he's he. Uh, Loves his dog, and justice must be served. And they must smite the monster. <laughs> so, uh, Tommy makes the comment about the story, like, the same thing is happening here. Yeah, so, a monster. A monster. A, a monster? monster? A monster. And I think it's after us. And actually, they, uh, it kind of sounds like they hadn't heard of a monster before that yeah, story. Yeah, you're right. I made a comment, uh, last week when we were, uh, talking about real or robots, that that was the same flashlight with the little face on it. Yeah. And I don't believe it is. It looks like it just has a bulb in it. But on the cover of this monster in the garage. Oh, it, it is. is the flashlight. It, it, it does look like it from the side, but we never see like the smiley face kind of thing. Yeah, actually, whenever they're walking from the side, you just see a bulb in it. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they decide to to fight the monster. They all need a clubbermeister. And uh, uh, since Chucky can't find a good one, he just gets the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, first he gets a teddy bear, which is too silly. <laughs> <laughs> he can't beat a monster to death with a teddy bear. <laughs> what Phil or Phil and Lil get like a rattle and a ball. Uh, does <laughs> Tommy, Tommy get anything? Even... No, I didn't think so. Tommy kills with his bare hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we for you. You sent me that image from the last segment of Tommy when he says it's Halloween. Everything's different. And he has that look on his face and his arms are out. Like he's got, you, you made the comment. He's going to strangle Chucky. <laughs> he just wants to strangle the monster. So they're keeping <laughs> continuity between these two Halloween segments. Tommy's a little different around Halloween. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was a full moon, too. <laughs> But yeah, we get more uh, as Tommy's like looking at he's as he's like he's like the sergeant looking at like the troops lined up, and we get, we get the great snare music 
It's the one instrument that comes out most often that you can tell what it is most obviously, and that's the snare drum. And it's always kind of militaristic. Rugrats is a fascist. (laughs) (laughs) When we run out of Rugrats ideas, we'll turn it into Rugrats is fascist. (laughs) And we'll hate it. And we'll hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Need to be brought down. Yeah. Imperialist. How dare they? And we're remember, this is the very first communist podcast about Rugrats. As you said in episode three, commie pickles. But anyway, they go to the garage and Chucky has the flashlight and they keep seeing things that scare them. And it's like, it's just the car. And it's kind of like the moose country episode where they see like different things in the shadows. And this time it's just in darkness. Like there's the lamp, there's the car. Chucky's actually, because he has the flashlight, the bravest one. Yeah, he's the most rational. He shines lights in dark places. (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna be a scientist yeah it's very <laughs> he says in a later season it's very scientific you probably wouldn't understand <laughs> so uh after a series of uh these misidentifying monsters yeah they uh a lamp is knocked over and shines a light and you see uh something that looks like it has big teeth yeah in the corner they get up close to it and <laughs> it is a rat <laughs> Or a mouse. They call it a mouse. And uh, it has a, <laughs> its eyes are like going different directions. <laughs> Tommy looks at it. <laughs> it's like a brain damaged mouse. It's a very cute mouse. It's a very cute mouse. Although I like I you called it a rat. It definitely looks more like the size of a rat. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's a comparison to the babies or what. But uh, it's just how they draw in Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. It's all fine. And Tommy's like, it looks kind of nice, the mouse monster. We come in peace. <laughs> yeah, they ma- he makes first contact again with the yeah. second non-human intelligent life in this series. <laughs> uh, first the toilet, now this mouse. What would you consider the geese? <laughs> the geese were, uh, they were savage. <laughs> <laughs> Geese are just obsessed with power. But anyway, there's the great moment where they, uh, Tommy, much like the, the, yeah, like you said, like the toilet bowl and the pilot, they reach, uh, only the mouse reaches back to touch fingers and the garage door opens. And (laughs) how did the kids get in here? And you just see a baby (laughs) pointing at a mouse. Yeah. How did the kids get in here? And they, I always thought this image was funny, like them opening up the garage door and then their baby is like about to touch a mouse's finger. Yeah, and, he, and even if it, it just looks like he's just pointing at it. Like his homie says like, look! <laughs> and Stu is horrified. Ah, a mouse! It's huge! Get it out of here! <laughs> he gets up on the car. Yeah. And Pop's like, Oh, for the love of bitches, just a mouse! Why in my day we thought nothing of finding herds of milk living in our garage. <laughs> and then and Spike he... has another hero theme. Help, Spike! Help! Oh, yeah. And uh, he's not tied up anymore. For some says. reason. Although it looks like initially when he starts running that he is, but... It's con- it's for convenience. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Excused. <laughs> Spike shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and the mouse runs. And uh, now Stu is holding the dog up on a pedestal. Yeah, he wants it to sleep in the bed with him. For one night. (laughs) At the end of the bed. (laughs) But Tommy is kind of sad. He he loves that mouse monster. A mouse. 
I like. <laughs> I love that. It's it's just a cute little sense of wonder sort of thing that this show at times does really well. I think. Yeah, they, I, I do like the idea of like babies not knowing what basic things are and yeah. learning. Yep. And again, that just sense of wonder. And yeah, there's another crash. Dee Dee, it's happening again. So yeah, I'm going to read a couple pages of this. And now we bring you to a special edition of Storytime with Adam. The Rugrats stopped by the door to the garage. It looked dark and eerie and very, very strange. I don't know about this, Chucky said. Come on, said Tommy. Don't be a baby. The Rugrats went in. Suddenly a big scary thing loomed in front of them. It had long sharp teeth and it was snarling. Ah, the Rugrats screamed. Then Chucky switched on the flashlight. It was the Pickles family car. <laughs> the Rugrats toddled on onward. They heard a strange sound. Wah, they screamed. What was that? It's just a, Chucky started to say. But then he saw it, a giant shadow, the monster. The monster came closer and closer. Its shadow grew larger and larger until finally, squeak, said the monster. <laughs> the Rugrats were surprised. Why, the monster wasn't big, very big at all. It was tiny. It's not really scary when you see it up close, said Tommy, taking a few steps forward. We come in peace, he said to the little monster, and he held out his hand. Just then, Stu and Dee Dee opened the door. Oh no, shouted Stu, jumping onto the car in fright. It's a mouse. Get it out of here. Help Spike help. Spike bounded into the garage, looked at the mouse, and gave a little woof. <laughs> the mouse scurried away. <laughs> Sadly, the Rugrats watched the mouse disappear while Dee Dee led them back inside. How did the kids get out here anyway, she asked Stu. But Stu was busy hugging Spike. How could I have doubted you, he said to the loyal dog. A few minutes later, Tommy, Chucky, and the twins were back in the play area. Pretty neat monster, said Tommy. You think we'll ever see it again, Chucky asked, hopefully. Nah, answered Tommy, I bet it's gone far away. Suddenly, they heard a loud crash. The Rugrats all looked at each other. Guess who's back, Tommy whispered in awe. <laughs> so it's very dispassionate. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets things slightly wrong. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. That's the that's typical. And I would love to now I'd like want to find a bunch of these books and just read them like and I, as a record record them for kids or something. That'd be fun. I don't know how it happened, but uh, I actually had this book before I ever saw a monster in the garage. Oh, wow. Um, I I guess they maybe they just didn't rerun it until like Halloween or something. That could be. But uh, yeah, I was like, I knew about. I was like, wow, oh. there's this episode <laughs> with a mouse, and oh, I re I really wish I could see that one. That's so cool. You gotta love those little things like that. I remember I had seen every episode of Rugrats, and one day I went to uh, some video store with my grandma because we'd always rent video games and like movies and stuff. And there was a Rugrats videotape and like I looked through all of them and I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. And then the episode Angelica's Worst Nightmare, which is the one where she thinks she's going to have a little brother, uh, was on one. And I was like, I have never seen this. I've never heard of this. And it's not one of my favorite episodes or anything. I'm like, Grandma, we have to rent this episode. <laughs> I have to see Angelica's Worst Nightmare. Uh, but yeah, it's just that that's. I think that's something that that is lost with the Internet, I guess, that sense of discovery. Like we can still discover stuff, but it's like 
I often compare this sort of thing to like record stores or video stores. You like go, you hear about something and you, you would go to these places to search and hopefully find an actual copy and you'd meet people that knew what it was. And there was a sense of wonder again, a sense of discovery, but uh, we're old people being wistful now. So, or at least I am. (laughs) I I do miss those days. I definitely long for the days of going to the video store choosing something based on its cover sometimes yes bringing it home watching it like even like now with viral videos and stuff like compared to like 10 years ago with viral videos it's just like oh okay yeah yeah i forget about it in two days when like david after dentist was a thing for like two months now it's you just get so much information and we're adding to it we're part of yeah the yeah we're part of the problem <laughs> like give give us money please yeah <laughs> Two mid thirty schlubs talk about a show about talking babies. But no, anyway, little off track there. We're sympathetic. <laughs> we we miss we miss those days. But anyway, two great, great episodes. As always, as I have said for every episode so far. What a perfect Halloween special. Yeah. And paired with the fucking real or robots, uh, yeah. presumably the week before. And then special delivery has a skeleton thrown in there. So it's actually it a dead stay. body. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only episode of Rugrats with a dead body in it. Yeah. I mean, there was a skeleton in this episode, but that was definitely a dead body and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and special no delivery. Doubt about it. Yeah. I refuse to believe otherwise. But. <laughs> so, uh, what are we looking at next week, Adam? So, next week, we got ourselves. I have to pull it up. We got ourselves a big problem. A <laughs> big problem because I don't got my shit together. <laughs> Adam's notes. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, I remember now. We've got Weaning Tommy, an incident in aisle seven. The last dumb baby episode ever. That's incredibly noteworthy. Um, but another thing is, I think I may mention this last week. Weaning Tommy for whatever reason, doesn't feel like a season one episode to me. Yeah, I, d- I don't know why, but it is a little... Uh, Imagination-y? Yeah, it's a little... There's, like, uh, the bottle is, like, a uh, in his dreams? I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I need to watch it again. Or is it Fever Dream Part 2? Like <laughs> They kind of, like, uh, do some, like, drug addict parody. Yeah, or, like, um, alcoholism. Yeah. But yeah, both uh, great segments, as is everything in season one. As we say in every episode, we're going to keep saying it. <laughs> we're coming up to the end. Of, what? Three more episodes after this. That's uh, almost to the end of the classics. Yeah. And one of our uh, one of our listeners on Twitter mentioned the possibility of a quiz episode. I don't really know yeah. what that entails. But, you know, once we get to the end of season one, that's that's pretty good point. So. We should comment back and say, that sounds great. Now, how would that work? (laughs) (laughs) Do we find like fans uh, from the Twitter and include them on the show? Get them in on the Skype session? That could be fun. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I don't know if we have enough of them yet. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, Yeah, there's a there's a few notable people that are interactive with us on the social media. In our first 30 days, we got. 225 downloads yeah and we're at 250 right now i believe last i looked so yeah and we didn't even uh release a new episode since then so that's pretty good for us 
Yeah, it's uh, we're hoping it's a snowball effect, uh, and, and I think it has been growing week by week. It's still not huge or anything, but as we said uh, in a previous episode, it it's, uh, means a lot to us, and it's just really cool to see. Yeah, more and more people listening on that Sunday night and following Monday. Yeah, commutes so that... and everything, I'd guess. Or just people listening because a new episode is out. So, as always, thank you so, so much for tuning in to this weird little podcast that's a juxtaposition of adults talking about babies a show about babies because we're babies at heart or some such bullshit we just swear <laughs> yeah we're, we're edgy we swear all the time yeah and we talk about killing <laughs> <laughs> i swear i never set out <laughs> to do rug race just when matthew <laughs> talked about the rugrats theory <laughs> and that was a complete accident when I found that, too. I was literally just looking like stories about the making of the show. And that, was, for whatever reason, was one of the first things that came across. And uh, it made a legend. It stirred something evil within you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I said, thanks, as always, for tuning into this shit that we do every week. And we appreciate you all very much. We will see you here next week and every week here on Because I've Lost Control of My Life. Like what you heard? Tune in Sundays at 7 p.m. to all of your favorite podcasting platforms or go to lostcontrolpod.com for new episodes of Because I've Lost Control of My Life. You can also email us at lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. That's lostcontrolpod at gmail.com.